Yeah, I tried to fill this episode up with content like Ruth Lake right now. This is Humboldt Last Week, a podcast designed so you can hear some of the highlights from Humboldt's Last Week while you do stuff. My name is Miles Cochran. I'm a former local radio personality and reporter. This is available where you get podcasts. If you like it, please tell a Humboldtian. You can connect and listen at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Episode updates and local stuff on the Humboldt Last Week Facebook. Please keep the feedback coming as well. That makes us better. And heads up, there's sometimes explicit content here along with a tinge of ridiculousness. Much appreciation goes out to the episode partners this week. They make this thing possible. Ferndale Music Company with Riders in the Sky playing at the Old Steeple February 23rd. He's the very best. He's the rootless, tootinest cowboy in the wild, wild west. Since 77, Grammy-winning harmonies, wacky western wit, and high-yodeling adventures, they've even made music for the Toy Story franchise. That's Riders in the Sky, The Old Steeple in Ferndale, February 23rd. Tickets at FerndaleMusicCompany.com. And Mazzotti is an old town in Eureka and on the plaza in Arcata with classic Italian recipes. They've been handcrafting lunch and dinner in our community for over 30 years. Enjoy steak, seafood, soup, salad, sandwiches, pizzas, calzones, and more. Their freshness and quality are second to none. Visit Mazzotti's today. And Bongo Boy Studio, local musician Ryan Bizio has been recording there. Fashion in such a way. He's done well as a basketball player and coach. She also happens to be a talented touring songwriter. Check his music out. That's Ryan Bizio. And look into where he's been recording locally at bongoboystudio.com. And finally, Primal Decor Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. Established in 95, it's the longest-running tattoo and piercing shop in Humboldt. They keep it fun. They keep it safe. For high-quality artistic work with a community-minded staff, that's Primal Decor Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. Well, let's get started. A biology professor was in the library at HSU and found an envelope with about 1500 bucks cash in it. He then proceeded to beeline it straight for the quiet study section, screaming neener neener and shouting the classic finders keepers, losers weepers. No, he turned it in. University police used a bank slip to trace it back to the owner. UPD said Professor Daniel Burrell turning this money in reflects the values of HSU. And that is worth a smile. There's now a 24-hour hotline for people to call if immigration raids happen in Humboldt. It's basically going to bring out documentation of the raids and connect people with lawyers. Reading this release from True North, it says, With our current situation of immigrant families being torn apart and targeted, this is an urgent matter. Top social media comments in the community for and against this summarized. Nick said, deport illegals, let them come back the legal way. And Ray said, why round up people peacefully going about their day when it's often drug-addicted criminals roaming Humboldt 24-7? That should be rounded up. You know those needle trash cans they put up in Eureka? Okay, syringe kiosks. I like calling them needle trash cans. In the first month, county says they picked up almost 25 pounds of needles. A lot of popular comments from the community on this pointed out that A, this is good, and B, it's not just drug users that use needles. Veterinary offices use them, diabetics, etc. Raw milk. That is milk straight from the cow, not pasteurized, a pure and utter debate. Humboldt is one of the few California counties where the stuff is illegal to sell. Some people want to change that. Loco wrote, raw milk has alleged benefits and documented risks. 
Those for legal raw milk, including 11 local grocery stores, said this should be up to the consumer, and some noted there'd be warning labels and safeguards. Those against raw milk, including health officials, say it could lead to a variety of illnesses. Now the county supervisors are getting more info, and they'll make the final decision on this in April on legalizing the sale of raw milk here. There's about a 1% or 2% chance they won't make a decision on that. Psst. It's a milk joke. A guy from McKinleyville donated a $10,000 safety cabinet to County Health. Mark Reinerson donated this thing to keep lab staff safe while testing materials for toxic pathogens, the flu, rabies, and other nasty stuff. Their old safety cabinet was a quarter century old. According to Channel 3, Public Health said the donation will provide many years of safe and accurate testing. Thanks for helping us analyze all the yucky, Mark. It was a sad day. Channel 3 announced the death of their longtime weather star, Jim Bernard, Mr. Greenscreen Supreme. I know a lot of people just loved his broadcasts. Jim passed away at the age of 64 at his West Haven home. He was on the air for 25 years in different markets. He was, he was an air traffic controller as well at the airport here and later the director of the airport in Crescent City. Tributes I saw to Jim were really nice. Looks like HSU is getting a new head football coach after 10 years. Rob Smith officially resigned. No, not the singer of The Cure. You know, I bet musician Rob Smith would be a terrible football coach. According to the Times Standard, our two-time championship coach said he was not comfy with the direction of things at HSU. He's critical of the athletic director. Athletic director said most of the coach's statements were misrepresented and inaccurate. Smith finished his press conference with, I want to dwell on the players and the wins. Redwood Bowl is as good as it gets. Nice to see difficult work recognized. I saw in the journal the local ACLU is honoring our public defender's office with their annual Patriot Award. Here's part of a quote from a member. The county almost destroyed the public defender's office last year with a spectacularly unqualified hire. Took a whole year to rectify the mistake. ACLU wanted to recognize the defenders who already work a tough job and stuck it out. So cheers to them. Humboldt is the butt of the butts. I saw on Channel 3 the American Lung Association gave us an F when it comes to smoking restrictions and efforts made to reduce tobacco use. They say that's because we have no tobacco control policies in place, but Arcata, Blue Lake, Eureka, and Fortuna got C's for trying to improve things. Us Marlboro menaces. The cost of rent went up in Humboldt compared to this time last year, and the amount of empty houses out there went down. Higher rents, less empty houses. I suppose it's a good thing that more people have homes. Uh, apparently, these numbers are due to legal recreational cannabis and more HSU students being admitted. Got this info from Real Property Management and Rent Range. Average rent for a three-bedroom right now in Humboldt is thirteen fifty. That thirteen fifty a five percent increase from last year. Nationwide, though, rent went up seven point two percent compared to R five. They said that thirteen fifty is compared to a lot of California, where rent costs two grand a month for a three bedroom. So yeah, I asked what higher rent and less empty houses out there could mean for struggling families. They said these numbers compared to the rest of California are good, and higher minimum wage, Humboldt rents will be more affordable. They also said increased confidence in rental investment and development could lead to prices gradually decreasing with more competition out there. 
So that whole analysis is at HumboldtLastWeek.com. You can just click on older episodes for it. Hey, local hooch homies, Alchemy Distillery saw their gin given a good food award. This release posted on Redheaded Black Belt says the Good Food Awards seal assures customers they found something exceptionally delicious, which also supports sustainability and social good. All right, Alchemy, that's gin credible. Well, the trial continued for a man accused about eight months ago of murdering a man in Shelter Cove by running him over with his truck. According to Loco, defense attorneys are calling this a tragic accident, saying the victim was high on meth and trying to hit the driver's truck with a weed whacker. Prosecutors said the suspect has a violent history, and this is nothing short of first-degree murder. Maybe by the time you hear this, there'll be a verdict. Well, a new indie comedy movie, An Evening with Beverly Luff Lynn, a flick set in the 70s that was shot entirely here, debuted at Sundance Film Festival over in Utah. IndieWire gave it a B. They wrote, It's a playful and often charming blend of outre humor and genuine emotion that makes the director one of the most distinctive new voices in current cinema. Aubrey Plaza of Parks and Recreation fame stars, as well as Craig Robinson from Hot Sub Time Machine in The Office. You can hear my interview with him a few episodes back. Hey, Sandra Bullock and John Malkovich flew into our airport on a sweet charter plane so they could head up to Crescent City to film a new Netflix movie called Bird Box. Bird Box is a post-apocalyptic thriller that takes place over three time periods. According to the triplicate, they were shooting at the Crescent City Cultural Center up there. It looks like this is coming out in December. Hopefully it does well at the Netflix Bird Box office. Oh, come on, I know there's no box office at Netflix. Well, Humboldt is getting a big old dose of healthcare around Fortuna, big old open door clinic being built in that area. Reportedly, it should be open in August, someone told North Coast News. This will almost double the amount of primary care access in the Eel River Valley. It will offer medical and dental. Did you hear about the guy who allegedly robbed the movie theater up in McKinleyville and was busted shopping at a grocery store 13 minutes later? Like, life sometimes really does happen at the speed depicted in movies. Well, HSU alum and future NFL star Alex Kappa was just thrilling people last week. First of all, in a drill where he's supposed to be tossing two things while doing some footwork, he juggled three things instead. Just two, he goes. <laughs> NFL Network hosts broke down his tape, one guy calling it the nastiest he's ever seen. Alex is a six foot seven monster of an offensive lineman, projected to be drafted as early as the second round, which is good. Uh, one of these hosts said he was crying tears of joy watching this tape and how tough and physical Alex is. This is so hard to talk about. A sweet, smiley, often laughing Fortuna baby named Mia is on life support in the Bay Area. According to the Times Standard, doctors told her family her chances are 50-50, but the outlook has become more grim and they should prepare to say goodbye. They say they still have hope. Fundraisers have been set up to ease the financial burden on the parents. It's been a lot. And I saw links on most of the local news sites to donate. An Arcata family had to be rescued out in the snow in the mountains in Trinity. Helicopter landed about a half mile away from where this family and their three-year-old were stranded. Officer carried the toddler to the aircraft, leading him to write this on Facebook. Did you know a three-year-old gets heavy after a half mile on a couple feet of snow? <laughs> this little one stole our hearts today. Very rewarding.
Fire at Tomo Restaurant in Arcata caused about 20 grand in damage, according to the fire department. Scorchin Sushi Place also caused an evacuation of the hotel above, but seems like the department super minimalized the damage. Restaurant thinks they'll be closed for about a week for repairs. Cause was an overloaded electrical circuit. Would have been ironic if it was a kitchen fire at a place where they don't even cook their main item. <laughs> Quick thanks to episode partners before jumping into the final story. Primal Decor, Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. Bongo Boy Studio, find him at bongoboystudio.com. Mazzotti's Quality Italian Food in Old Town in Eureka and on the Plaza in Arcata. And Ferndale Music Company with Riders in the Sky at the Old Steeple, February 23rd. Tickets at ferndalemusiccompany.com. Well, back in early October, about four months ago... A man in his 60s by the name of Richard Falk was shot and killed in the Dinsmore area. We're talking Eastern Humboldt, Out 36. And it's alleged Richard's former foster child is facing murder charges related to that. According to the sheriff's office, Falk died from multiple gunshot wounds in his yard. He was found a little after midnight. Now, shortly after that in October, maybe you remember the redheaded black belt coverage on the murder suspect's arrests in Arcata. A neighbor said a helicopter was hovering above. Young people were detained. They were carrying out bulging bags from the residence. So, yeah, one of the suspects in this alleged murder of this elderly man in Dinsmore is a 17-year-old boy. District Attorney Maggie Fleming told the Times Standard his name is Dwayne Gillespie. They're looking to try him as an adult. Victim's nephew and sister told me Dwayne, this teenager was a victim's foster child several years ago. Another reported murder suspect is an unidentified teenage girl. It's not clear if she'll ever be named or tried as an adult. I guess it's possible she handled this as a juvenile, and those details will never be public. Now, who is this man in his 60s who was allegedly murdered by his foster child? I spoke in depth with the victim's nephew and sister, Dennis and Patty Falk. Dennis said his Uncle Richard was his only father figure growing up. Richard was the youngest of three siblings, never married, had adopted two sons, and was a foster parent. He had worked in the past for Redwood Acres, the Forest Service, he was in the Air Force in the 60s and 70s, and when he died, he was retired. Here's a quote from his sister Patty. He had foster kids for years, 30 or 40 of them, sometimes 7 or 8 of them at a time in that three-story house in Dinsmore. At one time, they were going to Disneyland twice a year. One of the foster kids came over and talked to Dennis and I after Richard was killed. Richard was a good man. And a quote from Richard's nephew, he was a great guy. He helped a lot of people, built fences, did plumbing. He was a Boy Scout leader and had local friends in Humboldt. Richard had a well-attended military funeral down in Dixon, a little south of Sacramento. Before he was killed, the victim's days were already numbered due to cancer. He apparently couldn't lift a 30-pound box around the time of his death. He maybe had a couple years left. This is obviously not how his family wanted to see him go. They wanted to see him live out those last two years. While my intent to get in touch with Richard Falk's family was only to celebrate his life, conversation naturally progressed to his accused murderer, his former foster child. Dennis said Dwayne was no longer his uncle's foster child as of around five years ago, that the juvenile had a history of being unstable, violent, and threatening toward the Falk family. Patty said Richard had planned to adopt Dwayne, but that was prevented due to a technicality, and eventually Dwayne's behavior led to a split. Dwayne got mixed up with some bad people and started using drugs. 
After Richard was no longer the teenager's guardian, there were confrontations over the years. Dennis said Richard even got a gun to protect himself. He tried to avoid Dwayne. Dwayne allegedly ransacked Richard's home a couple times, destroying everything he could. Patty said that's related to the burglary charges Dwayne is also facing due to a separate incident that's been reported. It also goes in line with early scanner traffic related to the case, which indicated one of the murder suspects was also wanted for robbery and had made suicidal statements. Dennis and Patty said it's possible the boy was angry because he was not adopted. Here's another quote from the victim's nephew, Dennis. This was premeditated. He'd been making threats for years. He was manipulative, controlling, smart, and evil, even when he was my uncle's foster child, like a young Charles Manson, appearing innocent one minute and then the exact opposite the next. He belongs in prison for as long as possible. He's a danger to our family, but also to society at large. Dwayne is accused of murdering his former foster parent, a man that took care of him once, a seemingly stand-up humble local, an Air Force vet who adopted and fostered dozens of children. There's a profile on Facebook noting someone with the hometown of Dinsmore and the name Dwayne Gillespie, same name as this young suspect. Profile has public information noting the guy likes country music, hip-hop, the diary of a wimpy kid book series, trucks, video games, and action movies. Like I said, District Attorney Maggie Fleming identified the 17-year-old suspect as Dwayne Gillespie. They're looking to try him as an adult. He's reportedly pleaded not guilty to murder and burglary charges. And it was last reported that a transfer hearing on January 30th could officially move the case from juvenile to adult court. Now, Patty said Dwayne was living with his girlfriend at the time of this shooting and stole Richard's Jeep from his Dinsmore home after the shooting. It's not clear what young Dwayne Gillespie's defense will be, and it's important to note that I would not have discussed him had he not been named by the district attorney's office. Uh, defendants are to be presumed innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Thinking about this case, I think a number of things will come to mind. One thing, uh, that the foster care system has risks. But I'd also encourage you, when thinking about that, to consider the 30 to 40 lives Dennis and Patty said Richard made better because of that system. That's just my two cents. If you do have any comments about this, please let me know. Now, one last time, I'd like to thank the sponsors for this week's episode. Primal Decor, Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. Bongo Boy Studio, record your masterpiece, find him at bongoboystudio.com. Mazzotti's Quality Italian Food in Old Town in Eureka and on the Plaza in Arcata. And Ferndale Music Company with Riders in the Sky playing at the Old Steeple, February 23rd. Again, my name is Miles Cochran. I'm the host of Humboldt Last Week. I'm a former radio personality and reporter here. I really do appreciate that you listen. A reminder, you can listen and connect at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Also there, new music. Head on over there, click on new music for a fresh new seasonal playlist, including The Wombats, Dashboard Confessional, and Far From Alaska.
Again, that playlist is at humblelastweek.com. Just click on new music. Please do let me know if you have any ideas or comments that makes the podcast better. Keep that up. Thank you so much to those of you that have been showing kindness and appreciation for the podcast. Looking forward to talking to you again next week. Bye. Humble. Last. Week.